0: I did. Hello and welcome to the second annual NFL <laughs> draft special here on the For the Love of Sports podcast. My name is Michael Raziel. I got some men here with me. I got my cousin, the one, the only Justin Raziel. I got Derek here with us as well. Um, I don't know. He said he uh, would you um, He um had a nice speech at my wedding. Let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah. We are here. If you guys who's better. You guys remember last year, we uh, we had a lot of fun. The NFL draft was pretty much the only thing we could look forward to. I don't know if you guys heard. We've been in this pandemic for a little over a year now. And the NFL draft last year was an absolute godsend. We had a lot of fun with it. We bet some money on it. And now we're going to just do it again this year. So we did it last year. We're going to do it again this year. Derek, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty
1: good, man. How about yourself?
0: I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. No one ever asks the host how they're doing. Justin, how you doing today? I'm great. I hope you're doing well too, Mike. I am got my claw, Nobody got is. my, uh, got my giants claw koozie. Here we are. And we are getting ready to do our second mock draft as we did last year. Uh, somebody did odds, Somebody did evens. I think Derek did evens last year because he picked all the offensive tackles. It kind of really threw a wrench on the whole thing, <laughs> but we don't expect that exactly to happen again this year. We're going to be going through pick by pick team by team. We have a couple different, uh, ideas and trades. And we're going to have some fun scenarios with this. It's going to be a blast. That's what we're here to do. But more importantly, one of your uh, one of your <laughs> microphones is is catching. That
1: might have been I got it. I got that. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. No, um, I think that's actually Justin. Damn it, Justin. <laughs> is it? Let's better? Yeah. Better? We'll see what
0: happens. I'm not too worried about it. Anyway, one of them did odds. One of them did evens. They're so much smarter than me. I'm just going to argue because arguing is fun. That's what I like to do, Um, especially the Giants pick. Really excited to argue that one. Also, really excited to argue the Bengals pick because I completely disagree. But uh, we have Justin at JRousel81. We have Derek. He's not on Twitter because, yeah, he has a nice sane (laughs) idea to life. Try to get off that awful, awful hellscape that is Twitter. So our goal is to roll through all of these picks. Probably only going to do the first half, then we'll end up doing the second half at a later date, probably like next Tuesday or something. But we do this for fun. We do it because we love it. We do it,
2: hmm.
0: I guess, for you guys. But really, we kind of just do it for ourselves. Oh, we're going to the draft, too. Justin and I are going to Cleveland, where Derek lives, to go to the draft. So can't, can't wait. wait. It is going to be an absolute blast. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's kick it off. First pick overall, Justin. Yeah. Justin Mazzill, his Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I mean, this is kind of easy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you take the generational quarterback when he's there. It's a pretty obvious pick. He's, an, he's, he's the closest to a uh, the best prospect that we've had at quarterback since Andrew Luck. So, especially for a team that's devoid of talent at quarterback and the the failed, well, the Gardner Minshew project, whatever. He was a six round quarterback that exceeded expectations. He was um love him he's a cult following i can't wait for him to be the next ryan fitzpatrick and just bounce around to other teams he'll eventually get that big contract and we won't ever have to worry about him but um sad to kind of see where he goes i'm sure he'll be the draft day trade or something in within the next couple of months i'm assuming before training camp but um you take the six foot six long-haired hippie jesus quarterback that everyone yeah. loves and it looks just sunshine. like sunshine from remember the time <laughs> Can't wait for this pick, and uh, as a Jaguars fan, I'm just happy to hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, have that uh, have that quarterback <laughs> of the future.
0: We we all have our fingers crossed for you. I mean, who actually dislikes the Jaguars, right? Like, I don't think there's really a team Out, outside of like Titans fans. Titans fans? Well, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who who cares about Titans fans? Let's they eat mayonnaise, so it's okay. I eat mayonnaise on all my sandwiches.
2: Well, no, no they just eat mayonnaise out of the oh, jar.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of <laughs> um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have pretty much had a top ten pick every single year for essentially the whole time that we've all been alive. Since uh, 2017. Thank so. you. Um how have they never actually drafted a good quarterback at this point? Because the last two, we had Blake Bortles, we had Blaine Gabbert. Uh mm-hmm. like how how do you We've seen all these incredible quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson. Um, You guys drafted a punter before Russell Wilson. Never forget, never forget. Thanks. How have you been this bad at the most important position
2: on a football field? I don't want to say just that you're that bad at finding quarterbacks because there's so many teams that cannot find quarterbacks. And there's a reason that a lot of these quarterbacks stick around for so long. Like Brian Fitzpatrick is the quarterback of, what is he, 38, 39 years old for the Washington football team. Like you just, it's so hard to evaluate the position. It's so hard to find a guy that will lead your team to the playoffs year in and year out and exceed expectations and do it for at least 10 plus years. It's, but crazy, also man. the Jaguars have drafted poorly. Like the bling, the Dab- yeah. gabber pick was bad. Byron left, he was okay, but never that good. Blake Bortles is just awful. Mm. Um, He's funny though. He is a character, He's but and the Jaguars are good at finding those guys. So, but it doesn't matter. Just, yeah. just win
1: games. That's all I really care about at this point. Man. It's just hard to find. I mean, Drafting quarterbacks is the biggest crapshoot that there is in sports. You know, every other position has such a higher success rate, but um, I don't know. You'd think if you're <laughs> it's not drafting just the Jaguars, the top, I mean. But if you're the drafting the top 10 every single year, drafting <laughs> yeah. in the top 10 every
0: year, like blind squirrel finds a nut. I think that's mm-hmm. a kind of a cliche quote, right? Like you'd assume at some point. Now we're kind of just hoping. Uh, Jags won their first game of the year, lost their next 15 Mm-hmm. Here's sunshine, just waiting for you. So I'm excited for you, Justin. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for being a fan throughout all of this. This was incredible. All right. Really, don't need to talk too much more. It's almost a lock. I think at most books, Trevor Lawrence is like minus nine thousand to go first overall at this point. Mm-hmm. So really, don't even need to talk about that. This one though, the Jets, <laughs> number two overall. The Jets take Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Derek, this was your pick. Um, yeah. This seems to be consensus. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does everyone think Zach Wilson is going to number? Like, when did this happen that all of a sudden it was? Oh, it's just it's a mm-hmm. it's a done deal. Zach Wilson's number two overall. Like, when wait, the fuck wait, did this? Derek,
2: happen? before you answer that, do you? Yeah. I texted Derek about Zach Wilson. I want to say back late September, early October. I was like, Yo, what do you know about Zach Wilson? He's like, mm-hmm. honestly, not too much. And I was like, Yo, yeah. just like watch some of these throws that he's <laughs> making. And that's that's when Derek and I started talking about it. So months ago, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, there was something you bad. guys
0: are smart. That's essentially what you're trying to say. Pre- <laughs> no, we just watched a shitload of football. <laughs> <laughs> this year it was easy to watch a lot of football. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't too hard. But Derek, I mean, again, mm. you're like all the books it, betting odds. He's like minus 1300 to go second overall. Why the fuck is Zach Wilson like <laughs> a consensus number two pick? The dude played coastal Carolina and looked like shit. That's it. That's all yeah, that happened this
1: it's year. It's the meteoric Joe Burrow ascension. Um, I think but that like everybody's. You, wait,
0: wait, you can't compare Zach Wilson to what <laughs> well, Joe Burrow did. I'm not, last saying year. That's that,
1: I'm not saying that it's an actual, like, that they're really comparable, but it's the same principle. Like, you know, for his first two years at BYU, Zach Wilson looked like a fringe draftable prospect. And then um, they got an offensive coordinator change and the offense changed for him and it opened it up and he was really um, able to showcase his, um, you know, his talent. But everybody just kind of sees this Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's really creative. He's got the live arm, um, everything, you know, you're kind of looking for the modern quarterback. Um, you know, I think that combined with Justin Fields having a couple of rough games this year against Indiana and, um, Northwestern and Alabama wasn't, was okay. Um, you know, I think that he's just like the flavor of the month. You know, I think that's really what it is. And I think that, everybody looks kind of at Patrick Mahomes and says, well, like why not this quarterback? Like all of those flaws that you used to say, like wouldn't work in the NFL. Well, I just won a Super Bowl and went to another one playing in that kind of reckless style. So everybody thinks that they can hone um, Zach Wilson's talents then. But I I don't think it's going to be that easy. You know, he's also going to the Jets. He's going to the Jets. So it's kind of already
0: failed. Like, yeah,
1: the Chiefs have them like, you know, the best receiving core. Andy Reid's an offensive genius. I don't think the Jets have anything close to that. And their mm-hmm. best receiver is going to be Corey Davis. So Yeah.
0: Chiefs also traded up into the top ten to Snag Mahomes after they like went to the playoffs the year before. So obviously a lot of differences. Justin, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Like can why is Zach Wilson going second overall?
2: Uh arm talent. Pretty much. The, uh, no, it's it's obviously not it. Like you, you see the, um, the work that he put in last summer with, uh, quarterback coach, John Beck. Um, he really, if, I, I remember I was reading something that John Beck said. It was something with his hips. Like he was doing something. So it was, it was clearly something that was pretty technical that he could work on and develop and, and get to the point where he looked as good as he did last year. Yeah, he did have some bad games against some pretty good competition, but there's so many – like, you can find quarterbacks anywhere. Like, how many how many North Dakota State quarterbacks are we about to have in league now? We're going to have two, which is pretty crazy. Mm,
0: one and a half. Actually, okay. it's probably a half and a half, so it really comes down to one.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's just pretty crazy about how uh, it's kind of gotten to this point, and uh, I don't know. I've personally really liked Zach Wilson. Like, when when the Jaguars were looking like they were going to draft number two overall, I was pretty sad with being okay with them taking Zach Wilson, because... I didn't think there was a chance the Jaguars were going to jump the the Jets, and then all of a sudden the Jets beat the Rams, and then they win the next week again. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Like, yeah. I will clearly, I will gladly take Trevor Lawrence. But um, I remember watching the game with Nick too, and mm-hmm. he was so sad when the Jets beat the, when they beat the Rams. That was, that was <laughs> I was like, you're doing, you're you're taking one for the team. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. that was that was pretty
0: bad, and I think it was a double whammy, right? Because the more games. The, the Rams lose, the better the second draft pick the mm-hmm. Jets get. We'll get to some of those picks later, but I personally think it's ridiculous. Um, we'll get to the third pick here. We had San Francisco trade up with Miami. They went all the way to three. Miami moved back to 12. Miami then moved up to six with the Eagles. We'll get to that a little bit later, but three first round picks to Miami, a third, and then maybe like a late swap for the third overall pick for San Francisco to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is totally their quarterback this year, guys, don't you worry. <laughs> Definitely going to be taking someone. Justin, our odds man has San Francisco taking Justin Fields quarterback out of Ohio, the little T Ohio state university. <laughs> I think he should be the second quarterback taken. I think, you know, Derek said it before he had a couple of rough games against Indiana and Northwestern, which I think you could say both of those defenses are significantly better than any defense. Zach Wilson faced all year. And then he went out and just completely took it to Clemson. Like was, <laughs> it felt like they dropped sixty points. I don't think they did, but it felt 49. like they dropped forty-nine. Okay, they yeah. dropped an insane amount of points on what is an actual defense.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: that that throw that what was that like the maybe the fifth touchdown pass he threw that was like sixty yards in the air. Yeah. And then somehow his stock goes down because they played Alabama, where they lost half their team to COVID. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. But Justin, talk to me, Justin Fields. In Kyle Shanahan's offense, that sounds like
2: it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and especially because they have that connection going back to uh, it was like a quarterback it's like QB camp. academy. Yeah, yeah that, that that Kyle Shanahan helped coach. So and then clearly, like we saw the the uh, Justin Field's second pro day, and Kyle Shanahan was right there. So was Matt Nagy. But let's let's be honest. Like Nagy doesn't have a shot at getting him because we do think that Field is going to go three overall to the Niners. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a big talented quarterback. Uh, there's a lot to like about his game. He's super athletic. I've, I've heard him. I've heard people say that he's a, he's a better throw. He's, he's a, he's a Cam Newton body, but he throws much better than Cam Newton, which if you get that kind of a player, then that's a pretty, um, Mm -hmm. historic quarterback that you're creating right there. Um, they're, they're, he's
0: not wait he's not as big as cam Newton though right he's, no he's like he's six, only 6'3
1: six, but okay. he's like but pounds. Six? yeah 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 he's probably like 230 yeah he's a big boy mm-hmm. just yeah, not
0: yeah. like 6'7 he's not not no. quite a linebacker i've
1: i've heard the comparison of like a thicker deshaun watson mm-hmm. it's kind oh, of uh,
0: mm, 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 let's uh, well, <laughs> let's lay off that one uh just in case just in terms uh, of physicality yeah, just in case we'll lay off that one um sorry justin keep going Oh, you're muted. Oh, you're frozen. No, you're back.
2: <laughs> oh, there it goes. But know. you get. Um, yeah. I, I mean, including the reason that we think that um, we thought that it was going to be like a smoke screen going up to number three. So everyone kept saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Um, for whatever reason the smoke screen is, we're not entirely sure yet. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, or maybe it never will. But uh, Fields is clearly the better quarterback. Like, why would you trade all those assets up to get Mac Jones when you could have stayed mm-hmm. where you were to get Mac Jones? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, unless the league is that much higher on Jones than than Fields and the rest of the quarterback class. But I'd rather have Trey Lance, I'd rather have uh, – uh, I'm not going to say Kellen Mondo, Kyle Trask, but uh, I mean, I would rank Mac Jones as the fifth quarterback in this class. So I would clearly take the fields here at three.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. if Mac Jones does go that high, that would be a better comparison to Joe Burrow, uh, Derek, mm-hmm. right? Like what Joe Burrow mm-hmm. did yeah. last year, he was kind of a third round, fourth round draft prospect. Yeah. Kind of what people fifth round i literally remember at the end of last season asking justin i was like what are the chances mac jones is drafted?" he's like nah he's he's really not that good and (laughs) i mean like that's not a knock on you it just turns out if you go a year with Mm -hmm. i don't know two of the probably best wide receiver prospects we've seen in let's call it the last 10 um Mm -hmm. one dude goes out there wins the heisman the only reason he won the heisman was because the other dude broke his ankle Mm -hmm. uh you know it's kind of hard to to be bad and then you say like well Damn, good for Tua that he had four of the best wide receiver <laughs> yeah. prospects that we've seen in the last ten years, and it's not too much of a surprise. Plus, to see why plus, he was so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm he's the first round pick next year. It's like kind of like well, we'll see. We'll see. No, he is. It's, we'll I watch the offense next year. Whoever the quarterback is, that dude's gonna get the ball a million times. And everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, he's really good, isn't he?"
1: That's <laughs> pretty
0: cool. Um, so yeah, I think Justin Fields could go number two overall. I'm kind of glad he's not because the Jets would just ruin him. I think he's going to be yeah. a lot of fun, especially in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, and then we have a our first mock trade. So that San Francisco-Miami trade. That was real. That happened in real life. Uh, we have our first mock trade. We have Denver trading up from nine up to four to Atlanta. And Derek decided they take Trey Lance, North Dakota State University product. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz. That's the only thing I got. How does it, how, like, obviously we did this because we think it's realistic, but mm-hmm. I guess give me a little bit more on how, how a trade like this you actually might see working out. People are mm-hmm. saying Atlanta should draft a quarterback. Matt Ryan's definitely on, like, the 17th hole at this point. People are saying <laughs> yeah. Atlanta could do a lot of things. They need offensive line help. They, they can mm-hmm. use another receiver, especially Julio Jones is going to be gone. Why do you think Denver's in a spot that they could trade up from 9 to 4 and potentially grab their next new quarterback of the future. Cause I think they've had like four in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. It's been, you know, a bit of a rough go for them. So that's kind of what they need to figure out. Um, I do actually kind of like drew lock. I just think that he's probably, you know, a guy who plays 10 years as a backup, um, as opposed to being like a solid starter. So the roster for the Broncos is pretty good. I mean, the receiving core is really good. Melvin Gordon, um, Peyton Lindsey in the backfield, their offensive line, which had sucked for a number of years, finally came together in the back half of the season. Um, Defense could use a little bit of work, but it's nothing, you know, like a major overhaul. I mean, quarterback is really the only thing that they need to start becoming competitive. So, um, you know, it's either him or Mac Jones. And I think that what that, you know, John Elway typically is looking for, I mean, I know he's not making the decisions anymore, but the physical talent that Trey Lance brings can take advantage of the speed that's on that team. You know, like they can be a really dangerous offense if Trey Lance is able to develop. That's a huge question. But, you know, if you're, if you're not confident, your franchise quarterback is on the roster, you got to start making some moves. So You know, if you feel that Drew Locke isn't it, then it makes the most sense in the world to take Trey Lance. You know, I feel like Mac Jones, is he a better physical prospect than Drew Locke? Really? Does anybody think that? I don't mean, you know, they're probably the same physically, but um, I think you just got to go for broke. I mean, I know Trey Lance has a lot of problems, but the physical talent is there. And if you can get him in a system where he's comfortable, you know, he can really thrive then.
0: So I watched maybe a quarter of the one game that he played no, this year. No, don't watch that one at all. I'm just, don't, don't watch that one. This is my show. <laughs> just give, give me a second. I need to kind of lead up to it. So they had a uh, showcase, let's call it, where he played in a single game and they pretty much just allowed everyone on North Dakota State to just play a game. So they had a little bit of tape from this year. Oh, he looked right. terrible, but as Justin yeah. said, don't pay attention too too much of that. It was one game again. Like You really can't take too much from it. But what did you see in his first two years of college that was like, he's definitely worthy of a top five pick? Or is it also the fact that there are really no quarterback prospects next year that are going to be coming out and people are going to be uh, reached?
1: I think it's, it's kind of a mix of both. You know, again, you can't, if you, like I said, you know, I don't think the Broncos really believe that Drew Locke is their quarterback of the future. And, you know, as guys continue to get older, football is such a physical game You can't ask these guys to say, hey, we're just going to suck ass this year, try and get another top five pick next year where we can be in a position to grab some. You know, you can't do that. So when you're just in this kind of position, you just kind of got to go for broke. And I mean, you have to have confidence in your scouting and your um, offensive staff that they can develop him, you know, and I don't know if they can. Maybe they can, but, I mean, shit, you know, you're putting him in, like, the e- one of the easiest positions in the world, throwing to, like, uh, Noah fan and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Judy. K.J. Hamler. Yeah, K.J. Hamler mm-hmm. and having Martin yep. come out of the backfield. I mean, you know, it's, it's about as ideal of a situation. He probably won't have to start. You know, you put Locke out there for the first six to eight games or something like that. And then let Lance go in and start taking his lumps and you know figure it out. So it's, it's it something. is a scary, it is a scary prospect because you know I watched it, it was Matt Miller um, from Bleacher Report was immediately coming out and saying like he was a better prospect than Fields. I'm like, no way! Like, so I went and watched him, and I think he threw 28 touchdowns as like a, yeah. to zero interceptions in like his first year. But, I mean, I'd say half of them are to wide open wide receivers, and then another half of those are probably like, you know, big yards after catch touchdowns. A screenplay, yeah. Yeah, like a screenplay that goes the distance. So, you know, is he ready for an NFL offense? I don't know, but he's such a physically talented guy. I think you got to give it a shot.
2: He's, he's also coming to a team that's very well put together.
1: Like for as, as much as we like to make fun of John
2: Elway and like his quarterback woes, like the way he's drafted some of these guys, the rest of the team is very well built. Like they they are yeah. definitely a team that could, if mm-hmm. the quarterback play um, is better than last year, they could be up there in the playoffs. They, they could challenge. I don't want to say they could challenge the Chiefs because that's, that's very hard to do, but they could very much be in play for that second wild card
1: and then possibly yeah. working their way throughout the playoffs. And the other big thing is, you know, look at the three other teams that are in that division, the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Those are three really high scoring teams. So, you know, you've got a ton of speed at all these wide out positions. And Trey Lance is a guy who can push the ball down the field. So if he really can master the touch and the offense, that team can put up a shitload of points, too. He's also going to be super athletic enough to be able to play pretty quickly. Like he, he'll be able to. Mm-hmm. He'll,
2: they'll find ways to like use design runs, get the ball out quickly. The nice thing is Jerry Judy is such a smooth route runner that he will find ways to get open. Sutton's such a big target that you can throw him the mm-hmm. ball wherever. And Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler are just both like Best. nice speed guys. Jeez. So Yeah, you, you'll find yeah. ways to make him like you'll you'll integrate him into that offense pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And Why then you just can't... let him use his legs and then just let him let him go. Why can't mm-hmm. Drew Lock do that? Because Drew Locke's not a good quarterback damn
0: i thought he was like almost a good quarterback he had good right?
2: stretches for like those four games of the, of his rookie year and then last year just kind of He's i mean granted bad. yes he did he didn't have Cortland sutton so that, that was a huge blow you had jerry judy coming in as a rookie with the covid year so so hardly any uh like they, they couldn't work out together so there was a lot going against them but it, it just doesn't look like drew, drew Locke has taken the steps necessary enough to, to
1: kind of get through um, yeah. the rigors of being a an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Consistency just isn't there. You know, he looks good for, you know, spurts, but it's all about putting it together for a full game.
0: I guess we'll see, but that's interesting. So we have four quarterbacks going in the top four, which hasn't actually never been happened. like, yeah, it's never happened before. I think we've had three in the top three, right? I feel like we've had three in the top Uh, three before. We've never had four in the top four. I don't know. Um, I think I've uh, always
1: just heard of one, two. I don't know if it's ever been one, two, three.
0: Well, there we go. Maybe we have double history being made when we're (laughs) uh, drinking beer uh, at Derek's new house. There, (laughs) I (laughs) would would not be angry about that, but (laughs) it would be interesting. There's a lot of fun prop bets out there. Um, Mm -hmm. Over, under five and a half quarterbacks being taken in the first round. Uh, heavy juice on the under because there's almost a guaranteed five, but there mm. might be a six that slips in there. So there's a yeah, lot of fun. Maybe ones. Davis Mills. Maybe Greeny's or been talking Kellen about Mond. it. Kellen Mond sucks. I've watched a him. lot of college football, <laughs> especially over the last 10 years that that dude's been <laughs> playing college football. He's not very good. I mean, he's way, way more athletic, way faster than me, but I've watched too much football <laughs> to know that he is not going to be a good college quarterback. <laughs> Just going to say that right now. So yeah. it is what it is. Let's move on. That's enough about the quarterbacks. Let's get somewhere else. So we have number five, Cincinnati Bengals. This is mm-hmm. Justin's pick taking mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, out of LSU. So the Bengals, I guess you could say lose A.J. Green. He kind of didn't even really play that hard last year.
2: 147 I mean. targets last year, I think. Did he really? Something yeah, something crazy. But he they had just, like 47 kept, catches. They kept force feeding him the ball. It was the lowest catch percentage in like the last five years or something, he some had one game with like nine targets spell. and one catch. It was, yeah, it was yeah. something ridiculous
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gone, but he's kind of like he's we remember AJ Green from like 2016. 2020 AJ Green's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess subtraction, addition by subtraction, John Ross is finally gone. So you don't have to really about no, ger- uh, Yeah, Derek like and like I get to, <laughs> get to watch him pretend to play football for a little bit. So shout out John Ross. Um, I completely 100% vehemently disagree with this pick. I think sure. it Joe Burrow got his legs smashed because mm-hmm. they have a terrible offensive line. Yep. It's nice to have wide receivers, but if you don't have enough time to throw the ball to anyone, who the fuck cares who your wide receivers
1: are? <laughs> so
0: is this a you pick? Do you no. think this is the best pick, or do you think the Bengals are this stupid that they're going to take? I'm
2: 95% sure they're going to go Jamar Chase wow. with the fifth pick. I um, do want to say this one thing. I do too. Unfortunately. Jamar, Chase,
0: <laughs> Jamar Chase, what he did two years ago mm-hmm. was insane. Yep. It was absolutely ridiculous what he did to that Clemson team in the national championship game, all of it. Just ridiculous. He was amazing.
2: He embarrassed everybody.
0: Easily one of the best. Again, we keep saying it because I think it's true. One of the best wide receiver prospects we're going to see in a really long time. And he, he didn't, he didn't rise up the draft boards until I think people saw him at his pro day. And they're like, Oh, Holy shit. We forgot what this guy was. So it's cool that he's still going up top, but why, why not Penisul here? Why not the, any other offensive tackle at this point because this is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the way this draft has come together, there's so many offensive tackle prospects that the way the bangers are going to view it is that they can see they they can get the number one wide receiver and they can get the number one left tackle, or you can wait to the top of the second round. You're not going to take one of those wide receivers just because you already have you already have two number two wide receivers so there's no reason to add a third one to that grouping so you'd rather have the number one wide receiver and then go sam cosme from texas mm-hmm. or dylan radins from north dakota state but there's so many left tackles that they could take at the top of the second round that or you trade back into the first round depending on where the, the run of offense, offense tackles goes but um i think this is probably the See, because I, I was even talking to Derek about this. I was like, I, I've been wavering back and forth. It's like, what makes the most sense? Like, would you rather... Like, I would obviously... I would rather have Pene Sewell, but I get that there's already an established connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Chase is a freak athlete. Like, he's, he's going to come and he's going to dominate cornerbacks right from the beginning. Like, he was dominating SEC cornerbacks two years ago. Many of them are already in the NFL, and they're decent, like Trayvon Diggs. Like, there's some decent quarterback cornerbacks there. Um, but as far as Pene Sewell... There's been a lot of um, – uh, they might be smoke screens. and might be real. I'm not quite sure what's going on. But there's a lot of – he could be an incredible left guard. Like He's, he's 6'6", 6'7", 335 pounds. Like he's, a, he's, a, he's a fairly large left tackle to begin with. But there's a lot of people saying that he would be better suited at left guard. I don't see – I see a left tackle. And if I see a left tackle, I'm going to take a left tackle if I need the offensive line help. They do have Jonah, William, Jonah Williams coming back. But he's also been hurt every uh, the, the, the past couple of years he's been in the league. So um, th- there's a lot that hasn't gone well with the Bengals in their free agency ads. But with how deep this offensive tackle class is, you might as well just grab that guy in the second round.
0: What, like, Joe Burrow got hurt pretty late in the
1: year, didn't he? Wasn't it like week yeah. 13, 14? Yeah. Like, yep. what are the chances
0: he even plays this coming year? He's
1: um, supposed to be on track for a full recovery by the season. Yeah, because really? I, think, I think he yeah. tore his
2: ACL. I don't think he tore his meniscus or oh, PCL. LCL. I thought he
1: tore, like, everything.
2: I don't think he did, I don't but know, I, remember. I can look but, it up. It
0: was
1: sad. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just don't agree with this pick at all. Yeah, I just <laughs> he, think. Oh, we, we, Derek, right, we, we did talk back and forth. Like, I like, do you understand yeah. the
2: reason why? it? No, no. I no. Do what are you talking I, about?
1: We never said that. I do understand the logic and where you're coming from. I just <laughs> totally think it's. Bullshit, <laughs> like quite honestly. Like I'm just saying I, mean, I would also take Penny Sewell, but
2: I do yeah. get both sides of the argument for this one. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just think that like Riley Reif is what 34 years old. Like mm-hmm. he's not a long-term solution at left t- or right tackle. Yep. Jonah Williams has played ten out of a possible 32 games in his career so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's not an exactly um the model of durability. So yeah. I think that um Sewell just makes the most sense. And I mean, you know, look all you have to do is like look at the Super Bowl. A team full of stud receivers could muster nine points because their quarterback was getting you know massacred behind the line. Um you you can't you can't put Joe Burr on Shefford again. You can't let him tear his ACL two years in a row. Like you gotta get him protection. And I know it's a deep class for tackles, it's also a deep class for receivers. Um it All starts with keeping your quarterback protected. they, they like have the most solid, obvious choice.
0: They have size, Justin. As you already said, they already have two number two wide receivers, right? Yep. Like, they, mm-hmm. they have Tyler Boyd, um, T Higgins, T Higgins, he, and, and, awesome
1: and
2: Auden and Tate looked pretty yeah. good last year, too. You
0: essentially have two twos mm-hmm. and like a two and a half, like, you have yep. some yeah. legitimate receivers out there. So, yep. I just don't. Yeah personally i think it's ridiculous uh I, you guys also know how i feel i think taking a wide receiver in the top like 15 is completely of waste like it makes that <laughs> make no sense to me because wide receivers are the icing on the cake i hate colin cowherd but he said that and i was like holy shit i totally agree with it so <laughs> shout out colin cowherd for that one but i don't know it's interesting it's so here let's actually move to the next pick because i think this, this is i think like a good example of of how that always doesn't work Miami, they traded back to 12, then up to six. Now they have the opportunity to take Kyle Pitts. And it says tight end, but it really doesn't matter. He's just an offensive freak. Offensive weapons. Now, the thing about Miami is they almost went to the playoffs. They won 10 games last year. They are in a position where they could really use an offensive weapon. They have a solid offensive line. They have a solid defense. They have wide receivers, but it wouldn't hurt to get another one. Tua looks terrified and might (sighs) actually end up sucking. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't, but we'll see. This is a way you could see it. Derek, talk to me a little bit. Was there anywhere else you could have went with this? Or I mean again, Penny Sew was still on the board.
1: Yeah. It Sewell doesn't was, hurt to
0: just take a really good left tackle at six, right?
1: Sewell was definitely um, you know, probably the other pick that I really went back and forth on with this. But um, you know, they did invest a first round pick into a tackle last year in Austin Jackson. Um so I think it's, and he played every game, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, I, there's no real durability concern with him. Got a lot to um, give him some more time to develop. So I think that it's just a, you know, you want to give to a, you know, like we were just talking about play with four like the best wide receiver prospects in the last decade at Alabama. Well, if you're really not sure about them, I guess try and replicate that, you know, yeah. um, Devontae Parker finally came on strong the last couple of years. Looks good. They signed Will Fuller. Um, Mike Gusecki is a really good tight end, like super athletic. And then if you bring Kyle Pitts, I mean, you can line him up so many different places on that offense, get creative with him, split him out wide by himself, do inline, line him up as like an H-back. Like you can do anything you want with him. And I think that it's – it's something that would really help to his development. And, you know, if if the offense isn't clicking, then I think you kind of have your answer with him. But um, I think that you, this was the intent of the Dolphins when they traded back up was really trying to get Kyle Pitts.
0: Or even just one of those other, like any, any of those receivers, right? Yeah, yeah they're like, pretty much
1: guaranteed to get somebody that would be, yeah. in, you know, if they do go as Sewell, I mean, he'll probably immediately start a left tackle. They reshuffle the offensive line, but
0: it's something justin you're a florida fan I, I watched a lot of kyle pitts this year that dude is an absolute freak tell me tell me something Derek. didn't
2: i'm just i'm so sad to see him leave florida like he <laughs> he, he was in miami i know but he was incredible the last two years and I, I remember watching him uh in 2019 and just being like okay this kid's gonna be an absolute freak and then 2020 it's like okay this kid is certified freak like he's gonna be incredible the next like He's just a mismatched nightmare. 6'5", 240 pounds. Runs like the wind. Cuts very well. Like he's, he's pretty agile and athletic for that 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 size. And I I forget what they said his wingspan was, but it was like, like eighty four eight, eight, inches. Yeah, it was like eight feet long. Like this is absolutely it, it's <laughs> awesome. the longest. It's the longest. Or it's the largest wingspan they've seen at an offensive skill player in the last ten years. Like he it literally hangs past his knees. Like the catch radius that he has. I remember they used to talk about Justin Blackman and his uh, his catch radius was the size of a two-car garage. Pitts is like five inches taller than him and has a larger wingspan. So he has the size mm. what what is his wingspan? Like the size of a three-car garage. Like I like yeah. to can't miss that guy. But when you also line him up with Mike Sicky, with Will Fuller, with Devonte Parker, um, Preston you, Williams, maybe, yeah, like you have yeah, so many weapons that you, offense you can go to. And then I'm sure that at some point they'll draft a running back. Um, mm. The offensive line will look better if they want to take another. Like the, the offensive line class is very deep. Like we were just yeah, they got about, the pick so. at 18. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a, there's a lot of different ways that they can they can go with this. Plus they also have an extra first in the 2023. So like there's there's so much 22 bit. and 23. Yes, but because of the trade. That they had from this, they they got one an extra one in twenty twenty
0: three. Do they have another one next year from the Texans? Um, Or is that is that? I thought it was
2: over, but I have a two this year and a one this year. They fleece the the
0: Texans. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know that's uh that's the way it goes. And they they fleece Bill O'Brien. Yeah, shout out Laramie Tunsil. Gas mask yeah. bong yes. turns into uh, turns into like eighteen picks of the Dolphins and like sixty four million guaranteed for him. Not that was
2: that was one of the craziest draft day stories ever. I just, day. Like, yeah. like it was like f- li- literally fifteen minutes before the draft, I was yep. I was hanging we over. Yeah, we, we were on Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yep. we're like, John, what is this? I yep. just remember awesome.
1: John Gruden being pissed. Just like, <laughs> I don't understand this. It's your draft day on a video like this, like just being so damn pissed off.
0: <laughs> What's up, CJ? How you doing? Um CJ. Brother. Uh, brother. uh let's brother. move on. All right, back to the odds. We have Detroit taking Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Bama. Mm-hmm. Um, not Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the Heisman this year. Not yep. Devontae Smith, who I what did he do in the first half, Derek? 215 yards, two touchdowns, and it was just like an absolute joke. Watching Devonte Smith run is just fun, honestly. Like it, he's yeah. it's like Arian Foster, like he's gliding, and it's just like, yeah. how did you just get twenty yards and pass everybody? But whatever, Jalen Waddle yeah. is also absolutely incredible. Um, mm-hmm. He's been on Alabama for the last couple of years. He's done his thing. Again, totally disagree with this pick. Why the fuck are we giving Jared Goff a wide receiver? Nobody cares. Give him offensive line help. Do something. Yeah. The Detroit Lions are not a wide receiver away from being good. Okay, why so, are they
2: taking Jalen Waddle here? So one of my one of my favorite stats about Jalen Waddle at the time when Jalen Waddle got hurt, he had 13 less catches than Devonte Smith, but 74 more receiving yards. Just put those like it's incredible what he can do. And when Dan Campbell, I think during his um during his introductory presser, he Bite he was talking yeah he was talking about biting kneecaps and all those other sound bites, which is great. um one thing he said that he's like we need guys who can get freaking open and jalen waddle yeah. can get freaking open like there's yeah. a he's so much better he's so much more refined than henry ruggs when he came out like henry ruggs was just a one he was a nine route he was a go route that's all mm. he could do that's all he was good at jalen waddle you give him a screen you can have him uh, five yard ten yard slant post routes digs anything you need him to do he can run he can catch he can do it all he has some lapses and and catches every now and then but i'm sure at that point the alabama he was just bored because they were just beating up on scrubs um but he he is a certified freak but uh, like, like we've been wavering back and forth with a lot of these picks just because it's so hard like we, they could have easily gone Penny sewell but taylor decker played so what left tackle last mm-hmm. year for the lions like, like you weren't just gonna take penne sewell and like you could throw him at guard if you wanted to would you rather get a wide receiver He's that you would be able waist. to find later yeah
0: i would mean waste, or is having a good offensive line not like one of the most important things in football
1: it no, is because because decker is a good left tackle and you can find a right tackle a lot more easily in a mid-round mm-hmm. it makes it, more sense it, to it, not also because the know. rest of your offensive line is very young like jonah
2: jackson frank Ragnow, logan sternberg mm-hmm. and Tyrell crosby like it, it's a young offensive line that's going to gel and mold together yes you could mm-hmm. take penny school and you could throw him in there but you can also find another guard or right tackle option to uh, to just plug and play if you wanted to
0: um I, you guys both of you have told me too many times that penne school could turn out to be joe thomas i yes. don't give a fuck who your left tackle is <laughs> you take joe thomas literally every single time you say taylor decker you're gonna be amazing on the right side now look at that you have a good you have an incredible mm. offensive line if your left tackle, well, you to right I mean, tackle and your left tackle is fucking joe thomas i just I don't get it. Like, I've seen so many bad <laughs> offensive lines the last 15 years of my goddamn life. Well, my boss's hard life. It's I'm, Jared sorry. Goff. I'm, I don't, it doesn't matter. Anybody, you put anybody back there. Take Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. put him back there. I don't care. It's just so frustrating. I don't get it. But Jalen Waddle's going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. For me, it's like, you know, you don't have to really worry too much about keeping Jared Goff healthy. It's pretty clear. I mean, it kind of <laughs> sucks to say, but like, you uh, know, it's, him to the it's, it's clear that he's not going to be the, um, you know, he's not going to be the guy going for it and their offensive line isn't terrible, but now their receiving court is they like, I don't even know who the hell's projected to start Tyra Williams. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So
2: he signed with the lions.
1: Yeah. He signed with the lions. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. I guess.
2: Good Uh, for the lions too. Um, Quintus Cifras looked pretty good. Like he wasn't terrible. And, And they also signed Brashad Perryman. Oh, okay. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like you have a bunch of like wide receiver threes. Like they they definitely yeah. needed something to just kind of change up the
1: offense. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, in a in a draft that has like an absurd amount of explosive wide receivers like Chase and Devonta Smith and Kadarius Tony and Rondale Moore right. and Elijah Moore, Jalen Waddle probably is the most explosive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really. You put him at punt return or a kick return, or he takes him to the house. I mean, he's just like an insanely dynamic. His um, two years ago, 2019, against Auburn, I think he had four total touchdowns, or like five total touchdowns to basically keep them in the game, mm-hmm. which they ended up losing. But, like, I mean, he is just an absurd playmaker. And he's only like 5'10, maybe 5'11, but he just gets open and it's insane to watch. So, you you know, he's fun. Put somebody out there. You yeah. know, you can't you can't realistically go into a season with Tyrell Williams and Brashad Aaron <laughs> your number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably not the best. Um, but as you said, there are a lot of wide receivers. Derek and I and, and Justin as well. We've been doing a lot of mock drafts, um, trying to find those receivers in round three and round two and round four. And there's still some names, still some people you know out there. But yeah, these guys at the top, they are uh, they are absolutely something. So let's move on because finally, again. Joe Thomas. <laughs> you guys told me multiple times, guy might end up being Joe Thomas. Don't know why he's going eight, but he's going eight to the Carolina Panthers. This was Derek's pick, Penny Sewell, out of Offensive of Tackle, out of Oregon. If you don't know his name, it's because he sat out of last year and football is what have you done for me lately sport. So it really doesn't, you know, everyone's starting to talk about him again, but I can understand why you forgot about him. Yeah, he was one of the most highly touted prospects coming out of high school, if I'm not mistaken, goes to Oregon, does everything that you need to, and then said, they can really only go down from here, so let me sit out. Um, Maybe he had actual concerns, I don't know, whatever. But Penesul going to Carolina to protect Sam Darnold. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's the other side of the coin, right? (laughs) Yeah. Who are you protecting? But Talk to me, Derek.
1: Well, I think that that's why this makes the most sense is – you know, Sam Darnold's a total reclamation project at this point. Um, I think it was actually a pretty good deal for the Panthers. You know, the most he gave up is a second round year, pick yeah. next oh. year. Um, you know, for a guy that was taken third overall a couple years ago. Um, you know, Darnold was in a really awful situation with, you know, he played for the Jets, who had nobody, were coached by Adam Gase, who's probably the most incompetent head coach I've ever seen in my life. Um You know, and now he goes to a situation where, okay, instead he's starting to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and has Christian McCaffrey and his head coach is Matt Rule, who's pretty, you know, was a really seems to be a really successful college coach at Baylor after their scandal. And
2: -hmm. and then it was was like good at
1: Temple. And then when and he was. um. I didn't know this. Apparently he was a Giants assistant coach. I think mm-hmm. he was assistant yeah. offensive line coach something or like something like that, that like 10 years ago. But, um, you know, and then your offensive coordinator is Joe Brady. So if there's any kind of situation that can possibly bring Darnold back from the dead, I think this is it. And you want to help him in any way possible. So, yes, like I said, I think Penny Swill has potential to be like the next Joe Thomas. Um, you know, you draft him and he's a day one starter, and Darnold is in an infinitely better situation than he was in New York. So yeah,
0: I, last year they kind of had an offensive line, but I'm really mm-hmm. not going to give it to him. No. Um, it wasn't very good. Yeah, it still wasn't very good. Uh,
2: they had Ta- Ta- Taylor Mullen's a hell of a right tackle though. Like that, that he that, there's a reason they franchise the right tackle. Like he's a he's a freak. Matt mm-hmm. Paradis looked pretty good. Pat Elf line, but they're the left Beckton. side of the line is just bad.
0: Well, what about Beckton? Wasn't he really good?
2: Oh, you're talking about the Jets? Talking about the
0: Jets. I'm talking about the Jets. Oh, sorry. 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 But they, they were okay. The Jets' offensive line was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But now, again, if you add Penny Sewell to yes. this offensive line, uh, didn't they, they traded for Trey, Trey Turner, the other Trey Turner last year. Um, and then they just cut him, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> yeah. They just got rid of him. So I guess he wasn't that good. Probably a cap casualty at that point. But it's going to be interesting. Again, if it's Joe Thomas, just, just take the guy. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the second year in a row that Carolina's picking at eight. Last year, they took Derek Brown. and. I don't think I heard his name once. So, hmm.
2: run-stuffing defensive tackle. There you go. Top yeah. ten. Derek Again, and I argued there, about him. There's
0: certain frequently. things you do in the top ten. There's certain things I'll you don't.
1: Crow on that one. <laughs> I was way <laughs> off with him. Yeah, it is, it, is. All right, let's it was only on. one year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Things you got four more. See what happens. Um, so before, uh, I guess since Derek was evens and Justin's was odds, you guys had to discuss this trade. It only makes the yeah. sense. Oh. Atlanta traded with Denver. Denver moved up to four to take Trey Lance. Uh, so Atlanta is here at this uh, number nine spot. They need a lot of help in a lot of different places. Uh, weirdly enough, Dan Quinn gets fired and their defense got like kind of okay after that. Kind oh, of which is I don't know how much you want to like read into that uh, from, they didn't care. They didn't play for, they were actually were this good. The scheme was wrong. I can't really say too much about that, but I am very jealous that Justin has Micah Parsons linebacker out of Penn state going to atlanta at number nine overall talk to me justin what's this guy got
2: yeah he's, he's also another opt-out um he's a do-it-all linebacker he can he can blitz off the edge he can blitz from the middle he can he can cover he can uh, just just tackle everything that comes into the gravity around him like he's is he, just another freak at linebacker he's just an athletic guy he's a big dude um there's so, there's so much to like about him and the reason that a lot of people are talking about him falling is character concerns, I and mean, he's had some issues. Um, there's a, there was a bullying case, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. There's, there was something else also that um, that he's also done that uh, is causing him to fall down boards a little bit. Also, the fact that a lot of the teams aren't able to meet with him in person multiple times; they can do Zoom interviews, but there's only so much you can get out of a Zoom interview. Um, all those, all those meetings. Like the, they always say that the biggest thing at the combine is the fact that they get all these face to face meetings with these kids, and they they put them through four or five days of pretty much it's, it's hell because they don't let them sleep. They barely feed them. They do a lot of things that just break them. And then they bring them in, in interviews. They do psycho psychiatric <laughs> exams and they're just like, okay, how are you going to crack? Like, what's wrong with you? Where are you going? And they're, they're asking questions like, is your mother a prostitute and stuff like that. Mm. Like, there, there's so much that they're trying to do to try and get these kids to crack to see like, if you're able to take it, if, if you're able to come to the NFL and, and be the, the man that they want you to be. Um, and, I think that athletically, physically, uh, Micah Parsons is that guy. He he's he's incredible. But but there there's those character concerns. Yeah, I was we, gonna say there was we a- just don't know. Like, and that, that's the problem. Is like we, we can talk about this all we want, but we don't know anything about him. Like, we, I've never I've never met him personally. I can't say I can't speak to his character. Mm-hmm. And all this is just like these little Twitter rumors that keep floating around. Which who knows is a smokescreen. Who knows what what's actually real and what's fake.
0: Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but Urban Meyer uh, stopped recruiting this guy because he was a scumbag.
1: No, no, it's not because that, that, No, man, that's, that's not what uh, happened. It's, uh. because, it's because Parsons was um, he came to an Ohio State game when there was game day and Curve Street being a fucking dope brought him <laughs> up like on stage. Like while the cameras were rolling and stuff so like that, which a big, is a huge uh, NC, which is like a pretty big violation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, their their punishment for that infraction was that they couldn't communicate with Michael Parsons anymore. So, if he wanted to just commit without talking to the coaching staff until he got on campus, he could have done that. But it was, you know, like yeah. still, like, you know, months away. So, love it. But, like, yeah, there is that. And then, um, I don't know. It's the, the opt out, uh, you know, some people make a big deal about it. I think you got to protect your body and, and, you know, play for yourself sometimes. So yeah. I, I, to, to me, it, it doesn't matter to me that he opted out. Um, he was going to be a top twenty pick, regardless like yeah he he, yeah. he could easily
2: go as high as top ten or he could he could fall to the Raiders or something like yeah. that. like I can't see him falling to, he's not gonna fall out the first round like he's gonna be a millionaire by the end of uh like, by stay okay.
1: two weeks, and even if he is a little immature, I mean, I think that there's enough veteran presence in the Atlanta locker room, yep. you know that can kind of keep him in line too so. And they desperately needed defense like yeah, that, offense, need that. that. That offense yeah, is pretty, yeah. that
2: offense is pretty set. And if you get him blitzing, you get Dante Feller going, Grady Jarrett's a pretty great defensive tackle. And mm-hmm. the, like, the rest of the linebacking core is kind of whatever. Like there, there's, yeah. there's, there's so much that's wrong with that defense, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's all going to come down to how does Arthur yeah. Smith handle this offense? Does he get Julio Jones? Does he get his touchdown, uh, his touchdown regression, the other regression, like to go up the way. To, Positive regression. However it works. Um But yeah, he he just needs to he he needs to get this team going the right way. And like he's gonna be a run-heavy scheme, just like coming from the Titans, coming from from the Derrick Henry tree. Like he's he's gonna find a way to to get this offense going. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be that as pass heavy as previous Atlanta Falcon teams have been. Like they're gonna find a way to grind out games. (laughs) With Todd Gurley's beers, no, Todd Gurley's not on that team anymore. I, 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 uh, no, he's still no free Yeah, he, okay, still was gonna say, he, he was he, he was a one year deal. Gotcha. Um, th- yeah. They'll they'll probably end up drafting Javante Williams in the second round, or or, if Et- or Et- Etienne. Sorry, I keep saying it wrong. Cool. And 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 Najee Harris, if one of them's going to be there in the second round. I could very easily see them grabbing one of those guys in the second round.
0: I also know the Lions are going to draft. Uh, um,
2: Running back in the second round because they've kind of made that like a yearly thing at this point. So <laughs> I, I see think they like DeAndre Swift just a little bit, uh, Probably, yeah. okay. no, and we'll they just sure. all, they also just signed uh, Jamal Williams in free agency. So uh, it's
0: still the Lions. Um, <laughs> moving on, number ten pick Dallas. So this is the run of NFC East teams, uh, which is hilarious. Shout out the Eagles for picking the after the Giants and the Cowboys purposely. Yeah. Yeah, gotta love. You gotta love, uh, you gotta love sacrificing that sacrificing
1: uh, a chance to draft Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith, maybe or mm-hmm. Chase. When for your a best Dolphins is Greg first Lord. round
0: pick for a Dolphins first round <laughs> pick next year, which if all goes just kind of mediocre, is going to be somewhere around twenty twenty five. So yeah, yeah. damn, I hate Boss Hog. I hate the Eagles. Uh, Dallas Patrick right, Sertan dude. the second cornerback out of Alabama, first cornerback yeah. coming off the board. Mm-hmm. dallas needs cornerback help we know that they have trayvon mm-hmm. diggs also out of alabama if i'm not mistaken uh, talk yeah. to me derek uh patch 10 has been great this year so why handle yeah. why now
1: <laughs> why not time's right um you know they're all are yeah their defense was putrid last year i mean they couldn't stop anybody um you know it's basically at the uh defensive line and secondary are both just horrendous they'd like couldn't get any pressure on quarterbacks and that makes life hell for a secondary when they have to guard guys for five, six seconds. Um, so I think that pass rush is probably a little bit more preferable for Dallas, but, um, nobody fits the, you know, the value at 10 here. Um, I like Sertan a lot. He's a pretty, you know, pretty good athlete. He's battle tested. Um, I think he started two and a half years at Alabama. You know, he got better each year, which is something I'd love to see in players. Um, you know, he's he's the prototype too. He's like 6'2, 2'10, 215, like with really long arms. Um, in a system where he can get up to the line and muscle people around, he's really good. Um, you know, he's He's not the greatest athlete. Like, you know, you see, like, um, who's the top corner? Okuda was the top corner last year. Kuda's is, like, definitely more athletic. You know, I think the thing is Sertan has a lot of really good, great um, straight line speed, but some underneath stuff can get him mixed up. But he's still a really good player, and you desperately need corners. So it just seems like a pretty easy pick unless they feel like they want to trade back and get a pass rusher at a better value. O- Okuda
2: was also a great press man corner. Whereas yeah. Sertain, like he, like Dan Quinn's cover three defense, that's that's the scheme that he's going to run. While he's he's going to be he's transitioning from Atlanta to uh, the defensive coordinator as the Cowboys. Like he's going to run a cover three scheme, and Sertain came from a cover three scheme in yeah. Alabama, so it's just like a match made in heaven kind of thing. Like, granted, it's always yeah. it's always kind of hard to like to to go with like these, like you can't always rely on the defensive coordinator when it's not, when the head coach isn't a defensive head coach. You don't know what scheme you're going to run. Yeah. You're also going to, i mean if you're bill belichick and you're a smart head coach you're gonna run to what your players are good mm-hmm. at like you're not just gonna take them you're just gonna fit a a, a square peg into a round hole like it's just right. doesn't work that way so you're gonna take certain like he's like they could very easily take jc horn's a great press man corner they could take caleb farley who's an absolute like athletic freak at corner mm-hmm. g- minus the the back spasms and back injuries um but certain just fits that 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 spot just
1: too well yeah should- two, two other points is um One, you know, at Alabama, they run a lot of different kinds of coverages. So, you know, he's experienced in playing zone man, off man, all kinds of stuff like that. And two, Dan Quinn, um, always, you know, going back to, um, the Legion of Boom days, always had tall lanky corners who Mm -hmm. were just dogs and got up in people's faces and, you know, made life hell for receivers. So, um, Sertan has that mentality when you watch him, he's really confident when he goes out there. So, I think it would be like a pretty perfect marriage for them.
0: So one thing that's really interesting about Alabama corners is I feel like they're either really good or complete bust. We have the yeah, D Milliners yeah. of the world who aren't in the league anymore, but and then, then we have Marlon the Marcus yeah Marlon Humphreys and yeah. Marcus Fitzpatrick's right. Like it's so weird that there's like no middle ground to these guys and Trayvon Diggs. I guess like after his rookie year, he seemed solid. Like definitely work. can start on one of the worst teams defensively. So that's something. But it's really interesting yeah. how Alabama I mean, Nick Mountain Stake and Nick Saban was a defensive back, and like that's like his position that he like mm. that's like his baby, right? Mika Fitzpatrick used to call him dad or something weird like that, right? There was all that <laughs> stuff. So um, you know, it's interesting. It's really interesting for the Giants' sake, I hope this guy sucks. But I mean, for his sake, I hope he makes a bunch of money. So, right. and talking about the Giants, uh, Derek didn't get to pick this one; a little disappointing. Mm. This was an odd. So, this is Justin's pick. Um, so I um, with
2: Derek though to, to make sure. This, this would have been what he wanted. This would have right. been
1: my pick. Yes, Giants. Which side Giants. Was
0: on. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, number eleven overall, the Giants, New York Giants, <laughs> to like Devontae Smith wide receiver out of alabama um, <laughs> as we were talking about before this dude is an athletic freak he is so much fun to watch play football mm-hmm. i watch alabama football because just watching them play football as weird as that sounds it's just so much fun it's like watching the warriors back in the day play basketball right? it's a whole thing so talk to me why i don't want a wide receiver i don't want Devonte smith I want an offensive lineman because our offense sucks. If we right. just signed Kenny Galladay to a four year gigantic deal. Mm-hmm. Why do the giants now need to take another wide receiver top 11 in this draft? Justin,
2: I I think going back to what we've been talking about, how the offensive line class is just so deep and, after Penny like, you, you could very well see Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, as the next best offensive tackle. There's also a lot of talk about him playing guards because his arm's too small. Like, the analytics goes back and forth. Like, if they're not 34-inch arms, then they're he's too small to play left tackle. So it just won't work out that way. You could very well easily just throw him in a left guard, kind of see how Andrew Thomas does, and you can mix and match the offensive line to the best that you can to just create whatever works for Daniel Jones, granted, if as long as he can kind of put it together also. But... Um, Kenny Galladay is gonna be an absolute beast. Um, he's gonna be that that long, tall target, that that down the field threat that that Daniel Jones needs. Like he needed it was very clear that the Giants needed offensive weapons last year. Evan Ingram hasn't lived up to the hype. Darius Slayton's a very good number two. Like he's gonna be great. You're gonna Sterling Shepard's gonna be very good as a slot receiver once they move him back inside. And and then you kind of maneuver Devonte smith around as you see fit like he's he's an incredible wide receiver um the comps for him are like marvin harrison and chad Ochocinco. like there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't want a guy like that yes he does have a thin frame but he's never been hurt outside the dislocated yeah. finger which was just it just looked like a Freak weird accident yeah it, it, it's just the way it kind of happened mm. um but i, I mean Devonte smith is like you're you're gonna go best player available. You, you always want to yes. go best player available. And Devontae Smith, for me, he's clearly he's he's my favorite wide receiver in the draft. I, I like him more than Jamar Chase. Um, yeah. I, I think the the way that he separates from elite athletes, especially in the SEC, was just like how is like once Jalen Waddell went down, you were watching Devontae Smith and be like, okay, this is the guy they're gonna key on key in on week in and week out. They couldn't either. stop him. Like he was he was. He was unbelievable. And like Mac Jones, like, all right, like I can throw I could throw to Mechie. I can throw to whoever I want to, but Devontae Smith is always open. Why would I not just take that easy 12 yard slant? Like he's just somehow he's he's always finding a way to get into the soft coverage uh, of, of the defense and just just make plays.
0: The one thing that worries me about him is he is so he's like if you turn him sideways, I mean, you can't see him. Like he, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, and we see it time in and time out. Like, he's someone's gonna hit him and he's gonna get hurt. Like, that's just kind of how the NFL goes. Like, apparently, he's put on weight, but like, mm-hmm. okay, I,
2: he I didn't carry in weight. though at his pro day, which is yeah. kind of, I, 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 I
0: don't I, care how much weight you put on. Like, your body frame says you can't put on that much weight.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't care. I've seen reports of him, of people saying that he's 165 pounds. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't it, want it, that. It, it would be like Kenny the, Galladay is a beast. He's, yeah human he's a gigantic but, man like that's what i want if you're, gonna, if you're gonna take kenny galladay and you're gonna make him the number one i can't imagine what Devontae smith would do as a number two wide receiver in offense well you needed somebody to throw him the ball that's, mm-hmm. that's well important. that's that's on you guys Like <laughs> it's not on me that's not you can't say that's on me yeah. you remember how
0: sad i was when daniel jones was selected <laughs> yes i,
2: I, I, <laughs> I do remember on, and i remember you facetiming Derek afterwards so yeah was bad. Bad. Bad all. It, it, it was fun but you know what at the end of the day you're gonna you go wide receiver here, you go offensive line in round two. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, Daniel Jones, if Daniel Jones doesn't, if he doesn't take that next step up, if he doesn't look like the guy that you, you, you draft him to be Gettleman's going to get fired. Uh, mm-hmm. whether Joe judge stays or not, like it seems like the culture worked pretty well with him around. It seems like the players really love him. Um, seems like there was a lot going on with him. So if a new GM comes in, keeps, keeps Joe judge, then great. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Like, you're going to look towards next year if a team fails this year you're going to be drafting fairly high
1: again so you're going to look at one of those quarterbacks again slinging sammy how i mean i mean that's that's the whole thing you know the draft strategy and you know obviously free agency with getting galladay has been for the giants we got to see what daniel jones has um i think that adding uh you know davante smith there's no excuses for Jones, you know, especially if you do, like Justin said, you go with an offensive lineman in the second round, someone who can come in be a plug-and-play player at, like, any position other than, I guess, left tackle, um, you know, then then we know. Then Jones, it's sink or swim. Jones either sucks or he starts to live up to his draft position and you feel confident going forward, you know, and if that's the case, then you've got Calladay and Smith going forward, which is ridiculous, so –
0: yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I am not for drafting wide receivers, especially in, like, the top 10, top 12, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But if you get Devontae Smith, like, what he did yeah. last year was like, – it would be cool if that pans out, that mm-hmm. offense – I mean the last should time should be the nothing Giants, short
1: of incredible. Like the last time the amazing. Giants drafted a receiver this high was Odell <laughs> and I mean he yep. turned out pretty damn well he until he out. took everybody on the boat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the defensive backs weren't on that boat. Let's all remember yeah. that. One. They did lose that game by like you know, whatever anyway. yeah, What was it like um, 40 to 20? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It was that um uh, first the, half that, the hell uh, Hail Mary the Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Yeah. yeah,
2: incredible. Aaron Rodgers the best shout out the uh
0: the new host of jeopardy kind of cool all right let's move on number 12 overall so this was my this was this was 49ers traded to miami then traded to the eagles shout out Mm -hmm. to the eagles for getting behind the cowboys and the giants one more time just think that's hysterical uh little news report came out today or yesterday that there's some friction with inside the eagles organization i could have told you that without any insider reporting (laughs) because they're absolutely a complete mess which is a a blast so this is Derek's pick. Uh, we have JC Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Some people say he could definitely be him and Patrick Sertan are very much 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Depends on kind of what you're looking for in terms of scheme and in terms of player. But talk to me a little bit. I'll be honest. I didn't watch too much South Carolina football this year, so I have no idea who this guy <laughs> is or what he's done.
1: Um, He's the son of Joe Horn, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. No yeah. shit. Yeah, he's That's the son cool. of Joe Horn. Yeah, so it's crazy that Joe Horn has a son and Asante Samuel have sons that are coming out this year. They don't yeah. feel like they're old enough to like have kids that are gonna be in the NFL. Yeah. Um but, but yeah.
2: yeah. But
1: um uh Horn is a really physical corner. Um, I don't think he's quite as athletic as Sertan is, but um like when you watch him play, he seriously plays every snap like it's his last. Um he goes out there looking to bully and beat the shit out of receivers. Um, he's really aggressive when the ball's in the air. You know, he feels that it's his just as much as it's the receivers. And Swat's at it had, God, I think in one game last year, had like six pass breakups or something ridiculous like that. Um, he's made plays on the ball. He had you know, a handful of reception um, interceptions in college. Um he just makes sense for a team, you know. The Eagles are just like nowhere close to where they were a few years ago when, um, God forsake the earth, and let them win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've, you know, they've they've really fallen off. Um, you know, I, I've I've seen possibly Mac Jones, but. You can't do that. You can't draft a quarterback in Jalen Hurts. That and, would be so awesome. It would it would be hilarious. Would be awesome. But it, it would just be, you know, the worst management ever. Um I think wide receiver would be in play, but there's you know, at this point yeah, they all, really they're really worth all taking. Gone, yeah. Um corner is a huge issue for them. Um even Rashawn Slater would actually make sense for them too. They could use some offensive line help, but you know, their corners just got abused last year um and i think just a guy who even though he's not you know the most physically gifted just goes out there can bring some kind of culture change to a defense that's just pretty down um makes a lot of sense for him
0: mm-hmm. justin but, anything else you watch the S- sec a lot
2: yeah i, I mean he's, he's a great press man corner he's worked very well with uh on the opposite side of darius slay um, they mm-hmm. they paid Darius Slay and they traded for him from the Lions last year. They and they paid him to be the guy. He just didn't look that great last year.
0: He's not uh, the guy. I could like you just have to watch. Like he he was really good like three years ago. And cornerbacks yeah. when they lose a step, they lose all their steps. Yeah. So like <laughs> Xavier Rhodes, like he was all pro, and the next year he was trash. So yeah. mm-hmm. that was awesome. I love that trade. I thought that was great. They paid him a lot of money too. And then we all watched on Monday Night Football as uh, uh what's his face um fuck Seattle talk to me.
1: Metcalf. metcalf, thank or you dk
0: metcalf it. yeah no dk metcalf just was like i'm just gonna catch all these balls <laughs> in your face and that was Man. pretty awesome <laughs> yeah
2: uh, and i mean i, I kind of see what 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 the eagles would want to do here where you you beef up the corners you create like this 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 great one-two punch on the outside mm. and yes you don't have like that that prototypical incredible edge rusher off the edge but you're you're gonna have some great guys coming up the middle with Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave who got hurt last year so Fletcher Cox coming back Brandon Graham like you're gonna have more quote-unquote covered sacks because the, the the secondary just looks better so mm-hmm. by doing this it'll actually improve all all fronts of the defense and
0: yeah. what is the quote Derek Barnett has like the greatest bend of all time or something like that Sumner tells us
2: uh so. yeah but he also had more sacks than Reggie White at Tennessee
0: let's move on number 13 the los angeles chargers are selecting offensive lineman Rashawn slater out of northwestern shout out northwestern they have a draft um, yeah before michigan which is pretty awesome
2: you'll have two greg newsom also
0: i love it the corner shout out shout out michigan uh slater he is i don't know i don't want to i guess consensus i don't know like i can't you really say consensus at this point but he seems to be the most obvious choice to come off the board as the second offensive lineman behind Pene Sewell. What is it about Rashawn Slater and why to the Chargers? Who just Uh, paid somebody? Knows. They traded. Who did they trade for Trey Turner? uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Russell Okun got paid in Bitcoin. Oh, yes. Made a bunch of money. Shout out Russell Okun. Sorry. Anyway, why Rashawn Slater?
2: Um, He's going to be a versatile offensive lineman and the Chargers desperately needed to protect Justin Herbert. Like you, you finally have the quarterback of the future that you've been looking for since Dan Fouts, I guess, pretty much for the Chargers. Like you, you need to protect this guy. And and... like Philip Rivers was solid. you can't you
0: can't completely disregard fifteen years of Philip Rivers. Seventeen
2: year career,
1: he's pretty good. (laughs) Totally disregarded. Went to the AFC Championship game once or twice. Like he wasn't that bad. Don't don't sleep on my man, Stan Humphreys. Ninety-four Super Bowl (laughs) against the Niners. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
2: The thing that I love most about Rashawn Slater was—I I, I remember saying this over to Derek not too long ago—was the fact that he sh- he completely shut down Chase Young when Chase Young came out uh, last year. Um, the I know Derek Derek lo- <laughs> he didn't completely shut eyes. him down. Audibly sh- rolls his eyes. Northwestern
1: ran every play away from Chase Young after the second play when Chase Young got a sack. That's mm-hmm. how you just—that's how you go against a good defensive line. <laughs> you run the ball away from him. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they
2: they just. They, they, they can't go into next year with Trey Pipkins as a left tackle. Like, like yeah. the, the, they signed Corey Lindsay, which is a great signing from the Packers. Yeah. You need to increase. You need to beef up that offensive line. Like there's so much that you need to do, um, to, to make this team better. You need to protect Justin Herbert. You don't want to see him end up like Joe Burrow from last year. Like you, you want to keep him healthy. And also by doing this, you open up running whole uh, running games, uh, for Austin Eckler like you're you're gonna have a much better offense granted there's so much in the defense that that you have so much talent on the defense Derwin James coming back um maybe they re-signed Melvin Ingram I don't know Joey Bosa he signed with the
1: Panthers apparently I saw that two days ago he's signing with the Panthers okay um but, so like so the, yeah, that is a need, but no, the need to uh, protect Herbert is by far priority biggest number one. Thing. And they, they just they just haven't had a left tackle for for quite some time.
2: So it, it's mm-hmm. time to address that. And especially with with the with the, the the conference and the division that they're in, like they they need to find different ways to protect us and Herbert.
0: Because yeah. they need to score a million points. Yeah. That too.
2: But that, that defense is talented, but like there's there's a lot of good pieces there. Mm-hmm.
0: But they held the Chiefs to, like, 17 points that one game, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, right? This is
2: all without Derwin James. Like, who... Like I, I don't think we can I, count I know, on Derwin James no, anymore, he's, unfortunately. Yeah. He's an incredible safety agent. I just feel so bad. Like, he was incredible. Oh, yeah. At Florida State. Like, there, there was so much to like about him, and there's so much that you can do with him that if he remains healthy for an entire season, like, great. Like, we'll, we'll love to see it, but... Yeah, He's I think
0: that's one. more of that's a luxury at this point. If you get anything mm-hmm. from him, it's a positive because I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So the Chargers are taking an offensive tackle, which I love. I think I completely agree with. So now we have a Michigan player going, and Derek picked a <laughs> Michigan player. Minnesota picking <laughs> Quiddie <Quitty> Pay, <Pei>, edge <laughs> edge rusher out of Michigan. That team up north. Derek, talk to me a little bit about it's Quiddie, right? Because that's yeah, Quiddie, yeah, Pay. Like talk to <laughs> me.
1: Um. He's basically all upside at this point. Um, He's an incredibly great physical specimen, but their production like never matched. Um, I think two years ago, 2019 was his best season when he had like seven sacks, seven and a half sacks, something like that across 14 games, 13 games, something like that. Um, And then last year, Michigan played six games and I think he had two and a half or three sacks. So um, you watch him and you, he reminds me of um jason pierre paul when he came out how like you saw this dude who was just like a crazy good physical freak but like the technical aspects like weren't really there um but it's it's kind of like why not you know uh mike zimmer is a defensive guy he's going to work with him a lot you know you can't teach the kind of burst he has off the line he shows the like bend the ability to get around tackles that you'd really want to see from high level edge rushers. Um, you teach the technique from there and you've got yourself a really good edge rusher. Um, you know, Daniil Hunter hurt himself last year, he was out all of the year. So you yes. don't really know what your edge rusting situation is gonna be like. Um, you know, he comes back healthy and maybe pays part of like a rotation where he comes in on thirds downs as he starts to build up himself. But um it just makes a lot of sense for, you know, a team that you gotta, you know, the division goes through green Bay. You gotta be able to get to Aaron Rodgers, So get some physical freaks on that defensive line and let them hunt. Yeah. And one
0: thing, um, Minnesota was terrible in the secondary last year, but that's because mm-hmm. I think they were starting three rookies. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, they had so, so
1: many COVID. Yeah, problems. they like yeah.
0: they had a lot of COVID problems, but they also they like let all of their wide. They let Trey Wayne's go. They let Xavier Rhodes go. They let one of their safeties go. I can't even remember who the heck it was at this point. Um, mm-hmm. and so they were just essentially starting all rookies in the secondary, and they were getting torched constantly. Yeah. But you, like, you kind of have to assume they're going to get a little bit better there again. Mike Zimmer is a defensive <laughs> guy, so. They uh, it's just patrick really
2: Peterson. that's 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 a big gift for them isn't mm. it really i
0: yep. totally missed that oh, patrick Who's peterson's that? old he's old now though. oh yeah he's, he's like on 35 years now. old he's not 35 but he feels like he's 35 years old but don't worry my, a little bit
2: like, like around that <laughs> Yeah, I won't say he's, like, 32, but Mike, Mike Zimmer will find a way to, like, Mike Zimmer is great at, at developing and mm-hmm. putting their his corners in the best position to succeed. Plus, I mean, the one thing that I, I remember when I, Derek and I were talking about this pick, um, Daniel Hunter has also, like, requested a trade if he doesn't get the contract extension that he wants. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot behind the scenes and they haven't let out because Minnesota's very good at keeping everything tight-knit. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, I love I love Pay. I love watching what he can do. I, I see an explosive guy that, if he can start just kind of putting some things together, like he can really get there. And if yeah. the, so he'd be a great complimentary pass rusher to Danelle Hunter.
0: Two things. One, I think it's pretty impressive that we made it all the way to pick fourteen, and this is finally the first defensive lineman edge rusher. I mean, essentially mm-hmm. in order of operations, it's quarterback, left tackle. Rusher, right? You mm-hmm. you need a quarterback. You need to protect your quarterback, and then you got to get the other one. So it's pretty impressive that he made it to fourteen, uh which I think says something about this class. It's either okay. Parsons a good point. I thought he's more. He's, he's is he more of a outside edge rusher linebacker? I mm-hmm. thought he was more of kind the of the nice thing he do it all. Do it all. <laughs> okay.
2: Like okay. yeah, this is like the first true edge rusher. But that's yep. because they're like Jalen Phillips is probably the most talented edge rusher in this class. Like the things that he can do, he's so twitchy. That, uh, he's got great uh bend around the edge he can bull rush he has all this the the moves but he has major medical concerns like he literally Mm -hmm. was forced to retire when he was at ucla and -hmm. then Medically retired, whatever, and then transferred to Miami, and then was all of a sudden okay to play. Um, it was concussions. <laughs> he had some other like some others like small yeah. He's fans, had a lot of issues. That is uh, um, that's
0: terrifying. But. but
2: you watch him play, me he, like he's 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 incredible. Like he he's mm-hmm. gonna be if he can find a way to remain healthy. and He's a five star recruit coming out of high school, so like he lived up to the build. It was just all of a sudden it was just these these concussions so issue that you after issue. Just yep. coming up.
0: Yep. Hopefully he gets drafted so he gets some of that guaranteed money. But um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. We haven't had too many edge rushers go yet, but then also we've seen this with Michigan in particular the last couple of years. Um, Rashawn Gary, Mm -hmm. he had all the talent in the world. Like he has all the physical traits, but you can sack anybody, right? Like, aren't there two guys that are coming out of Michigan now that like they're incredible talents, incredible athletes, but they can't, they, they, you have to get to the quarterback at some point. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Pei had four sacks in the four games this year. So, like, he was – he was Okay, yeah. he, he it, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. They only in a couple games this year. It's so, like there was only yeah. so much you could see from it.
1: He's got a higher success rate than I think Gary did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Gary started to put it together a little bit last year. Um, he wasn't developed too well at Michigan. Pay probably a little bit more so. So, you know, like I said, he's raw, but, like, you see the makings of a really talented pass rusher there. So. Um, they're not, you know, the Vikings are a pretty solid team. Like they've got a good offense. Their defense has like nice pieces. It was, you know, a lot of injury and COVID problems last year. Um, so I think it's, you know, you can never have enough good pass rushers.
0: That's true. Can never, ever have enough good pass rushers. All right. Two picks left for the first half of the for the love of sports NFL jazz special. We'll have the other one come out most likely Tuesday. So this is recording this on Thursday tax day. Happy tax day, everyone. Um, we are going to be having the next one come out on Tuesday, uh, which shouldn't be too bad. So it should be, it should be some fun, but we have two picks left here. This one, this one hurts. I, I don't like this because we kind of all know how this is going to turn out. But, uh, number 15, the New England Patriots <laughs> are taking Mac Jones quarterback out of Alabama. I think it was either old rower barstool, put up a side by side of Tom Brady looking kind of fat in his picture at the draft. <laughs> and then a picture of Mac Jones kind of look a little fat sure, up at yeah. uh, his pro day. And uh, we kind of all know how this is going to work out. Bill Belichick is going to get his defense back. He's going to put an offensive line in front of Mac Jones and Mac Jones is going to sling the hell out of the ball. And mm. uh, I just hope it doesn't result in like a third dynasty, but Talk to me, Justin. You didn't want him to go three to San Francisco. Why do you think this is a good fit for New
2: England up at fifteen? I mean, this is a New England, New England. Yeah, pick. this like, is so like you're fabulous. you're you're dipping into the Alabama well. Like Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick are great friends, so obviously he's going to have all the insight. He's going to let him everything he knows. Um, I mean, it, it it is kind of a, a cool story that Mac Jones did stay there and want to keep going like as Tua was taking the reins and taking over and and all of a sudden mac jones came in when Tua got hurt last year and looked like a competent quarterback like okay mm-hmm. um and then you start hearing more and more stories about how like he's just incredibly smart like the football intellect like from shoulders up for him is just it, it it's just it's hard to find a kid that's 21, 22 years old, that that's that knowledgeable at that position mm-hmm. at that young of an age. So, um, and you put it together with some of the talent that he has, like you can you very well have a, have a, an above average quarterback, but yeah, I, I just can't see him going third overall. Like he's just not yeah. with the way the league's going with how athletic you need to be. There's so many, um, like you, you just don't have the traditional drop back quarterback anymore. Like he moves pretty well in the pocket, but I forget what his 40 was. It was like five, one, seven or something. Yeah, like It wasn't that. good. It's like Tom Brady's was just, was that bad also. But um, as long as you have that, that drive, that desire and the intellect, like he, he can find a way to, to kind of make it work for him. Anyway.
1: Yeah. It's so he's,
0: frustrating. We all know how this is going to end. Yeah.
1: Up. He's, he's a real, he is a talented quarterback. I mean, he does a lot of things really well. Um, he just doesn't have the elite traits to morph into like that top tier quarterback, you know, like, um, I don't know. I I like him and I think I'm not saying he's going to have the same kind of career, obviously, but I do see the similarities with Brady in terms of like the quick compact release, the ability to be like lethally accurate in that kind of 10 to 15 yard outside the numbers range, you know, and, He's got a decent deep ball. I mean, Brady didn't have a great one early in his career, but he could hit when he needed to. I when see he got all, Randy
0: Moss, he had a pretty good one. Yeah, when he had Randy <laughs>
1: Moss. But, you know, when he was throwing to, like, Deion Branch and whatnot, yeah. like, you know, it was kind of just some timely down-the-field shots, and Jones can complete those. So, you know, he's probably never going to be, like, a quarterback who throws 40 touchdowns in a year. But, like, you would definitely be getting someone who – is talented and like definitely fits the culture and i think would be really good in josh uh, mcdaniel's offense and he won't lose you the game too
2: like in yeah in Columbus, exactly. like he doesn't throw
1: he doesn't have to yeah. turn over, he doesn't
2: do anything like that like he's he's just a very solid quarterback that is yeah. the complete opposite like he like it, it's so funny like you put him next to cam newton in the same quarterback room like you have such a, a polar opposite of uh quarterbacks that It's Mm -hmm. like, how do you, how are you, how is McDaniels going to make this work? But obviously, you're going to see, you're going to see Mac Jones as a long term guy. And Grant, if something happens with Ken Newton, um, Mac Jones can come in and very well lead an offense and yeah. and, and make it work for yeah. that, that team.
0: And I, or if what if Cam Newton just looks like he did last year? I'd rather yeah, take you my shot pretty. with a rookie yeah. and Mac Jones than whatever the hell you were throwing yeah. out last year.
2: But you you had such you had such a piss poor amount of offensive weapons last year. Like he was literally just Jacoby Myers. Like, that was it. There was no Julian Edelman. There, was, there did, was no one
0: who did they who did they sign in the offseason?
2: Like Kendrick Bourne? Hunter Henry and, and Johnu Smith. Okay. Didn't, didn't
0: they sign Aguilar too? They yeah, signed they signed Aguilor to, Aguilar Aguilar to <laughs> like a three-year,
2: twenty-six million dollar deal. Yeah, Bill mad genius, guys. It was pretty early, but like those two, di- those two tight ends are that. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a big get for them. And I mean, I wouldn't pass them. Like, there's, I think they said that there's a there's a potential for like thirty something wide receivers to be drafted in this class again. So like there's yeah. a, there's another plethora. There's another incredible, insane amount of of wide receiver talent coming into the league again this year.
1: Before we move on, Justin, I do have to tell you that the other day I read that apparently like all of the other uh scouts on the Patriots staff tried to stop Belichick from drafting Nikhil Harris. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah, listen. yeah, I saw I, that. I, I, they I, they wanted they wanted DK Metcalf. They wanted somebody else. I thought Nikhil was gonna be pretty good, but he's an ass. Yeah, he has <laughs> no separation mouth.
2: no separation skills yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, you know the
0: Arizona state wide receivers have such a lineage, right?
2: Also, two things. Uh, Uh, Mac Jones, his first name. It's actually McCorkle.
0: I was going to ask you, yeah.
2: McCorkle McCorkle Jones. (laughs) And he's also from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. Yeah. Cool.
0: Glad he stayed in state. Went to Alabama. Good for him. (laughs) 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 That's a fun one. Um, Oh, shit. I had one more thing. Oh, uh, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently was interviewed earlier this offseason and they said who did you like more mac as quarterback jones. and mm-hmm. uh he uh, according to the story had no hesitation and said mac jones yep mac jones yep. uh when referring to him or tua uh jill um,
2: waddle i think also said the same thing
0: yeah I, we've had the conversation the three of us have had the conversation i have personally thought tua has been the most talented quarterback but he doesn't actually know how to play quarterback He's he, just he really good at the position. Uh, and you're starting either. to see that now in the NFL where if someone that doesn't have like five yards of separation, he's terrified to throw the ball because he doesn't yeah. think he can put it in there. So it's going to be interesting. Um, gosh, darn. I really don't hope I, I say myself. There you go, Justin. <laughs> I really hope Mac Jones does not go to the Patriots. Um, but last pick for the first half of the, for the love of sports, 2021 NFL draft special. We have Derek. Uh he has the evens take Arizona is taking Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Um yeah. I got nothing. Talk to me. Who the hell is Caleb Farley?
1: <laughs> he was another opt-out from this last year. Um, but two years ago he had one of the best seasons of any cornerback. He was probably like only right behind Okuda, quite honestly, in terms of how efficient he was. Um he has everything that you're looking for in the modern corner like 6'2", 210, 215, with, like, super lanky arms. Um, I think when he came to Virginia Tech, he was a receiver, Mm -hmm. and they converted him over. So, you know, it really shows in kind of how he covers because he runs the route like the receiver. It's not so much a feel and react to what the receiver's doing. It's like he's running the route just ahead of the receiver. So it's – He's got that really impressive trait. Um, there's just a couple, you know, the couple of concerns are he really only had one good year as a sophomore his freshman year, he was pretty rough, but again, that was like learning the position. And then he's had like a shitload of injuries, like I think he said, two separate back surgeries and one yeah. knee surgery. Yeah, he did a he did non contact torn ACL in like 2017. Uh, yeah, That's the so. Worst.
2: That it is four years ago. Like that, that's a that's enough though yeah. That's not yeah,
1: good and back injuries, you know, like you saw with Gronk, like those just last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's an immensely talented, he's insanely athletic, like he really has the makings of like an ultra-talented corner. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of like his body is almost om- his physicality is almost like um Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Like he's just got that really slender like lean bill. Like he's not as good like good technically or you know um as Ramsey was, but you can kind of just see that same body type in him. Um and you know, with with the Cardinals getting rid of um Patrick Peterson, I have not heard at all about how Byron Murphy from a couple of years he, ago is he's really gonna play bad. he's gonna he's gonna play nickel. Okay, yeah. yeah, move uh, yeah I didn't think he was doing anything <laughs> special there. So it's just you know it's a situation where you got to have, um, you got to get yourself a new corner because there's some good receivers in that division, and, and it know. seems like they're also going all in, like with the way, like, their yeah. their, their offensive, like, their, yeah, their,
2: their signings have been this offseason. Like, it seems like they're really going for it. I mean, they also have Malcolm, like, they, they signed Malcolm Butler, um, yeah, nah. and yeah, and I, I've, I've, I'm sure I've told you guys many times, like, I've always disliked him i've never really liked the way that he's played the game he mm. just had that one great catch in the super bowl that was literally it yeah well
0: he also sat out the other super bowl and most people would say uh, that did he sit out anything.
2: or was well, he was taken Bench. out
0: But well, like i don't yeah. know I, I bill belichick has a lot of pride but i think a super bowl is a lot cooler than being right uh, maybe that's yeah. just
2: me i i don't know literally i don't, I don't know think what. he thought he was gonna lose the nick Foles. uh yep. Yeah, but he <sighs>
0: Uh, as, as Derek said, what did you say? Has, has God forsaken God the decided earth. to
1: forsake the earth today yeah, so and <laughs> let, let
0: Giant Dick Nick uh win a Super Bowl? Which is disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they definitely their offense looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. I can't comment too much on their offensive line, but they signed JJ Watt, so hopefully, they J, everyone thinks JJ J. Watt's like totally washed up, but he. Definitely isn't totally washed up yet. He's no, absolutely. I think
2: he, I think he still in, had 20 sacks in the last few seasons. Like he's, he's still. Had, he's definitely and he's double teamed all the
0: time. Yeah. Dude. I think he's going to be great. I think AJ. Henry Chandler was a cool Jones. amy Chandler good. Jones. Chandler Jones. Yep.
2: I think, That's I think a the AJ Green season, signing.
0: The, the AJ Green signing was a joke. Like, I don't know why uh, they still, spent any time or money on that.
2: My favorite stat from that though, is um, if you combine the ages of uh, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald by the start of the 2021 season, it's going be a combined age of a hundred years old. Wow, that's pretty cool. A hundred years old between (laughs) the two receivers, and you missed on Andy Isabella. You could have taken DK Metcalf. Christian Kirk does not look like the kind of guy you want to go. They need another receiver because Cliff Kingsbury runs these these. These five receiver sets, all yeah, just time, five. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally all he does. Like, okay, out, well. baby, let's go. So, yeah. all right, Andy Isabella is a one route guy. Great, you throw him the deep pass. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they need offensive line help, but at this point, like, did you, what do you, maybe you take Elijah Vera Tucker and you plug him in at guard. Yeah. I don't. There'll be there'll be more wide
0: receivers that's what we've been talking about outside yeah. of those top three, four, whatever you want to say, uh, depending yeah. on how you feel about Kyle Pitts. But, but they did
2: trade for Rodney Hudson. That was that was a big get for them from the Raiders. Yep. Yeah,
0: center, that, right? Yep. Big, yeah. So that'll be in something. So th- they should be interesting next year. Uh, mm-hmm. NFC West is probably one of the harder divisions, uh, I would say. Yeah, I think I that, say so. that's definitely up there. You have the the Rams, obviously, who are consistently going to the playoffs. Now they have a real quarterback, which is kind of cool. Uh, you have the 49ers, who last year lost their entire team and still almost made the playoffs. So if they get half those guys back, it should be something. And then you have the Seahawks, who clearly are going towards a divorce, but. Gosh darn! Russell Wilson's going to do everything he can to uh, put up forty TDs and yeah, (laughs) and still go to the playoffs. So it's it's going to be difficult, but uh, it should be interesting to say the least. So that is the first half, first first sixteen picks. (laughs) There we go of the our NFL mock draft. Justin, where can everyone find you on the internet?
2: At Jrazlady1. Pretty much everywhere.
0: Everywhere. In case you want to ask Justin some questions (laughs) about uh, Jaguars uh drafts or really just anybody in college uh, justin's done like seven round mock drafts so uh, he he knows uh derek you're not on twitter but no. i don't know do you want to just say just, something just tweet at derek we're so
1: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> see,
0: see what want. happens if you tweet yeah. at derek. <laughs> ask him questions see if <laughs> anything right comes now. up you can find me at michael brazil one uh thank you to everyone that hung out with us we appreciate you uh nick Specifically, and CJ, I think you were there for a little bit, but uh, this should be fun. And then, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back for the second half of the first round sometime next week for Derek, for Justin, for myself. Hope you make it a wonderful night, and uh, let's go, Giants! Bye, everybody.
1: Take care.